I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. We are in a spicy, fun mood today, (laughs) and we've got a great topic, which is moving in with our boyfriends, advice, what we didn't expect, good stories, just some general things that we've learned from living with someone else who's a significant other. So whether this is a partner for you, roommates, I think there's something to be gained because navigating new living situations can be tough. But first, Kara... Where in the United States are you this week? Because <laughs> I'm sure it's somewhere else. <laughs> yes. Today I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. So I'm here for Thanksgiving. If you didn't know, my parents sold our childhood home back in November of last year. So it's literally been a year. Um, we used to live in Omaha, Nebraska. I lived there for 15 years of my life, something like that. So they sold their house last year, kind of traveled around and did like an Airbnb rental per month for like five to six months. And 
Then they finally settled on Greenville, South Carolina. My younger sister and my younger brother go to, or we kind of graduated in May, but they went to South Carolina upstate in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So Greenville is like 25 minutes. So they chose that because they're close to them. What my grandma, when my grandma's lives in Spartanburg too, randomly. So it's just a good central place. St. Louis is only 10 hours. So me and Connor drove like five days ago down here and it was really easy. Like 10 hour drives and under are so easy for me. I'm sure for you, Allison, you can do like 24 hours, but like, I feel like 10 hours is like my good cap of like how far I'll go. So super easy drive, but yeah, we're here hanging out with the fam. Got to see my parents' dogs, Dudley and Daphne. They are English cream gold retrievers. Love them. But yeah, I'm just like recovering from that nasty cold that I had on last week's episode. I feel a lot better. Still a little, that's what I was saying to Allison. I'm like, still got a little bit, but (laughs) Sounding so much better and feeling so much better from last week. So that's what I've been up to. Good. I'm happy to hear that. So some family time has done you well. Some, I'm mm-hmm. sure you haven't been having downtime because I know you, but at least you're not sprinting around and <laughs> flying around everywhere for a few days. Yes. No, it feels good. Like this is my downtime and it's been much needed. I'm proud of How you. How about you? <laughs> Thank you. Um. Well, I've kind of been saying on the past few episodes that it's just kind of been grind season because I own a retail brick and mortar and tomorrow is Thanksgiving. The day after that is Black Friday. Saturday is Small Business Saturday. So it's just been a lot, but I'm really proud of two things. One, I got a yoga membership at this place called Power Life here in Omaha and I am loving it. I always was like, I am not that yoga girl that's going to wear the matching outfits, that's going to have her nice mat and water bottle. Like, I'm just not that girl. I'm going to feel judged. I don't know what I'm doing. I just did not feel comfortable in that environment because I think I went to one, not at Power Life, but like a bougier yoga studio once in college. And I was like, oh, that is not for me. And it took me a long time to feel comfortable enough to be able to be like that girl because I went to the YMCA and went to all the yoga classes for like the last year with all my old old ladies and just like the YMCA crowd. And I feel like I got my confidence built up by being able to learn in an environment where I didn't feel judged or that I had to be some type of way. And so finally I was like, okay, I'm ready. I can do it. And I like went to my first class and had the best time. And I came home to Clay and I was like, I can do it. I can be that girl. I can do it. I don't feel like embarrassed. I know enough of what I'm doing. And I actually felt like I kind of like have been killing it. Some of these classes are so hard, like dripping sweat, doing burpees. And yeah, it's going to be really, really good for me. But I went to seven classes in the last seven days. I went every single day and I went twice on Sunday. Very proud. And I also made a commitment to myself that I was going to post a TikTok every day for 20 days. And as of yesterday, that was 20 days. So I did that too. And I feel like I was able to do both of those things because of 75 hard. Like there were so many nights Mm -hmm. where it would be like 11 PM. And I was like, I do not want to post a TikTok right now. I've just been doing stuff all day. But 75 hard kind of ingrained in me. Like "Mm, it's non-negotiable. You said you were going to do it. Just get it done. And I also feel like I've kind of got over my fear of posting on TikTok. So all is good. Just... Yay. It's been a seven week. Remember how last I've been like, it's been a five. We're we're, we're moving up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're ranking from a five out of 10 to a seven, seven out, of out of 10. That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. And I'm hoping that this Yay. weekend just goes really well. I honestly don't know how I'm like not having a mental breakdown. It's probably the seven yoga classes, to be honest. But 
Mm-hmm. I have like two pop-ups at the store today. And so Hillary and Bella brought all of their stuff. Yesterday, we were like getting it all set up. All the vendors have been restocking. The store is so full. I've been just been getting so many messages and somehow I'm not crippling. But I think it's because I went in knowing it was going to be really terrible. Not terrible. Overwhelming. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's like yeah. when you don't know life is going to be super overwhelming, then it like comes at you and you're just not prepared. This week, I was like, no, buckle in. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And you've kind of like rearranged your schedule to allow yes. to go all in on New Wave. Yes. But yeah, that's kind of what's up in my neck of the woods. Uh, you ready to go for peak of the week or do you have any other catching up? Yeah, no, I think I can share in peak of the week. It really is just spending time with my family, being home, relaxing a little bit, playing games with my family. That's definitely my peak. Just all around, it's been like a very plateaued week. There's no like crazy peak of something exciting that's happened. But all in all, I think that's been what's great. Definitely needed. What's been the best game that you played? Um, when I say games, I definitely mean like the Switch, my Nintendo Switch that I bought during <laughs> quarantine that we like never brought out. And we like I just grew up, me and my siblings grew up playing GameCube. Did you ever have a GameCube or know what that is? No, we didn't have a GameCube. <laughs> okay, what did you guys have? Um, it was like old, like maybe a Nintendo 64. Like super oh, old. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's very throwback, but I don't know. So we've just always loved Nintendo games and it's very nostalgic, like Super Mario Party, Mario Golf, SSX Tricky. So flash forward to 2021, having a Nintendo Switch is like kind of the same feeling. So I've been playing a lot of Mario Golf, Mario Party, Mario Kart. So it's just been fun. I feel like you used to tap into like your inner child playing video games. And I just love the Mario games. They're so lighthearted and like not super intense video games. Like I don't think I could ever be a quote unquote gamer and play like real games. But Mario Party, count me in. So yeah, that's been really fun. Two comments to that. Same. We were a huge Mario family because my dad was all into it. And so since I was older, I was always Mario and my sister was always player two Luigi. But then there was like mm-hmm. some time in my childhood where I was like, but Luigi's cuter. Like, I wish that I would have always gotten to play Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be Mario. That's funny. <laughs> and- oh my gosh, that is such a funny thing. Like, who was your go-to player? <laughs> yeah. So you're Mario. I always pick like Yoshi or Daisy. Because I'm like, I look like Daisy. Like, <laughs> no, you just have brown hair. Like, that's the only thing you look like. And McKenna would always pick Peach, my sister. Peach. <laughs> but then Yoshi is such a go-to. Like, Yoshi's so cute. I love that little green guy. Yep. <laughs> And then second comment on it is Game Boys are worth like a ton of money now, apparently. I was like, oh my God, I don't know, reading some article the other day and looking it up on eBay, but you can get good money for a Game Boy. So you have to ask your parents if you have any of those like tucked away in a closet. I saw that on eBay. We probably do. We had at least two for sure growing up. And then I had my DS. Yeah, actually, yeah, we had GameCube, this, the... Game Boys, like the standard one and then the flip one too. So we had the regular one and the flip one and then the DSs and now the Switch. Now the Switch. Oh, we had a Wii too, but the Wii was kind of... That was mm, such a fad. Yeah. Yeah, such a fad. (laughs) Have you ever seen the TikToks that are like, not me with an eating disorder now because Wii Fit told me I was obese (laughs) at 10 years old? (laughs) Do you remember that? We had the Wii Fit. (laughs) I just didn't like anything about Wii. I don't know. Like my family didn't have it, but I remember going to people's houses and be like, do you want to play Wii? And I was like, no, I don't want to play that weird bobblehead game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't fun. (laughs) 
It was so overrated. Got to stick with our Mario over here. Yeah. Team Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that was a wonderful recap of our childhood. This is also, this will segue good later because, you know, if you're going to move in with a boyfriend, probably be prepared for some video games. So. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Give us your peak of the week. Tell us what was the high of your week. Was honestly the purest peak of the week I've had in ages. So... This was Saturday afternoon at the store. I'm just working and I look around the corner and I'm like, oh my God, Mrs. Gates. She's like, starts crying. She's like, you remember me? My first grade teacher who I have not seen since first grade. We have been Facebook friends since and my mom is like still kind of involved because my mom's a professor. So she like is still somewhat involved in my elementary school and my little sister had her too. And she is just by far my favorite teacher I've ever had. Like that woman is an angel. She, if every teacher on the planet was Mrs. Gates, our world would be a better place. She is just... I love her. Her presence is so welcoming. And she stayed for like two hours. And prior to her coming in last week, I was kind of feeling like I'm giving five and then receiving one, just about everything in life. Like I'm doing so much for other people. I'm giving, giving, and just like not getting a lot in return. And then she came in and just grounded me in this way that was like, wow, someone is like giving me five to five. Like I felt like we were just Mm -hmm. rekindling and she was so proud of the store and she was complimenting me. And then I gave her a tour of my apartment and it was just so wholesome. And I was like, okay, you have to write a note on the note wall. And I was like, even like Clay's grandmas have some up there. And she was like, wait, Clay Fisher? Because Clay and I went to the same (laughs) elementary school. And I was like, yeah, that's my boyfriend. And she's like, no. And like got all emotional again. She like had both of his, two of his brothers. And I mean, the community is like so interconnected in that neighborhood and elementary school. So it was just so fun. And then after that, the day, everyone that was coming in was just being so nice and it was a great vibe. And I felt like at the end of the day, like, this is why I do this. This is so fun. And I wasn't drained because the previous Saturday I closed the store and then I cried and literally had a mental breakdown because I was just like, this is so hard. And I don't think it's, I mean, it's starting to get talked about more, but being a business owner is so hard some days. Like you're just, no one even sees a smidge of it. Like how much you have to do before it opens, how after it opens, endless emails, all of this stuff. And okay, last thing, and I'm wrapping up. I went to Archetype, the coffee shop across the street yesterday or the day before, and I was in line and the guy in front of me was like, oh wait, you're the new way pro. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I'm opening the new brewery down the street. And I was like, oh damn, good for you. And then the guy next to us, he was like, yeah, and I have artifacts. Fact, it's uh, this cool like leather apron-y shop up here in Omaha. And I was like, dude, you guys are killing it. Like the branding's so good. You guys have such good businesses. And one guy was like, no, it's fine. I like cry in fetal position, sucking my thumb every night. And I was like, thank you for saying that. Literally same. And I was like, cool. You guys are like 35-year-old guys out here who I would think like, they this never gets hard for them. And I, we all just like had a moment and we were like, yeah. And the owner of the coffee shop was there too. And I feel like none of us were talking. We we're just like, cool. So we're just all going to cry together. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah. I don't know. It's like a huge perk of being, you know, getting to run your own business, but it's hard because I feel like you never get to complain because you don't want to like kill your business. But if you have a corporate job, you can be like, yeah, my job sucks. Sometimes it's super tiring. No one's like, oh, and don't work there. Or maybe they say that. But if you complain about your own <laughs> business, people are like, dude, why are you complaining about it? So you can just like never say stuff. Right. But, but being able to connect with those people who just get yeah. it. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> this moment. Let's just take this in. Yeah. So those are my two weeks. Seeing my first grade teacher and having a moment at the coffee shop with my fellow business owners. <laughs> <laughs> fellow business owners of Omaha. Yep. <laughs> Unite. Unite. All right. Listeners peak of the week. 
The one you wrote down was definitely the one I was going to do too. So apparently we're really excited for Hannah here. Go ahead, read it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hannah said, finally painted and redecorated my room to make my space my own. Like you guys always talk about. Yay. So proud That's of awesome. <laughs> we're proud of you. I hope it's nice and cozy and you feel more at home than you ever have. Yeah. Keep us updated if that aids in your success by having a good, inspiring space. So Haley J said her and her boyfriend hosted Thanksgiving for both of their families. And that's just so sweet. You know, you always think to go to your parents, but what a nice gesture to host the families at your house at a young age. Wow, that's cool. I love that idea. Yeah, me too. Okay, Madeline L said she's searching for places for her first 2020 solo trip and she wanted to know if we have any recommendations. Okay, cool. Which places is she going to? She hasn't picked anything yet. So like literally oh, like the whole city, I think. Okay. Which is... So just anywhere in the U.S. <laughs> she didn't even say U.S. She just said anywhere. Oh, okay. First solo trip? Yeah. What do you think? What do you recommend? Well, I feel like we have to say Marfa. Mm-hmm. Also because Marfa is just so safe. Like I feel like you could just mm-hmm. like sleep on the side of the road, like out in the open and like nothing would happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you like can't get lost. You're not going to get frazzled in traffic. It's nice, nice right. and calm. There's enough to do that it would be fun, but also you could have some downtime. It's a slow mm-hmm. city and you can do it all. If you really wanted to, you could walk the whole thing and like... <laughs> 15 minutes, (laughs) but there's so much to do that you won't do that. Like there's so many different art installations and museums and just businesses that you could browse for like an hour, Mm -hmm. spend like an hour just going through. So that's a great recommendation. I also said Cannon Beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me just being at Cannon Beach, you've been there a handful of times. It's You just fly into Portland, rent a car, right? And Mm -hmm. drive an hour and a half, two hours, do a little weekend there. Yeah. I think it depends like if you want to do a road trip or if you want to fly somewhere or stay somewhere near you. Like if you're in the Midwest, I saw that Allison wrote down maybe Kansas City as a good option. That's a great weekend trip. I feel like Kansas City is one of the cooler cities in the Midwest. Great for like a weekend getaway. Stay at no vacancy. Yeah, stay at no vacancy. <laughs> Our favorite boutique hotel. I think for any solo trip you want to do, yeah, I would pick somewhere calm. Like I wouldn't do like a big city. If you're doing your first trip by yourself, somewhere like Marfa, Cannon Beach, Kansas City. Where you're just like not going to get overwhelmed and overwhelmed and flustered. Because if you're in New York by yeah. yourself and then you're like trying to figure out the subway and you're panicking, I just feel like that might scar you for solo travel. Mm-hmm. So like build up your confidence in a place where you don't have to worry about your safety. Yeah, because even the one time I did like a solo day, I had like a 20-hour layover in Madrid. Like, and I speak Spanish. I've lived in Spain for a whole summer. I was even a little bit like overwhelmed because people were like coming up to me in the park. I was just trying to sit in the park and like men were coming up to me and like being creepy. And that was just a lot, even as someone who's like traveled. I mean, quite a bit. So yeah, I think a good slower paced city would be the move here. Agreed. All right. Madeline, you have to keep us updated with where you go and hopefully we can give you some more good recs once you have an area picked out. Perfect. Okay. So this episode was your idea. All credit to you. So what what inspired you? Are you and Connor on good um, terms? <laughs> no, we are actually about to move out. We're on rocky terms. So I thought, <laughs> why not do an episode? No, I'm just kidding. For warning people not to do this. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of this idea um, of doing an episode about moving with your boyfriend. Maybe I was just reflecting on the fact that my parents sold their house and how like in the past year I've had a major transition of living situations. I don't know. I, th- I think that this episode, hopefully us talking about 
our different living situations and just like tips and funny stories. I thought it could just be good for anyone who is interested because I know a lot of people in their 20s, this is something that they might consider whether for the good or the bad. So hopefully we can just provide more insight. Yeah. And talk about what it's actually like. Yeah. And you guys know me. I constantly harp on how much your living situation can affect your well-being. And I think I've lived in at least 25 different homes. I think I've counted it out. I know it was at like 22 the last time I counted. And I've definitely moved a few times since then. So I can look back in my life and be like, oh, well, that situation really fostered that experience. That situation really fostered that. I was definitely that type of person when I was living with those type of people. So just honing in on how, I don't even think important is the right word, but just how much your living situation does affect your your habits, your routines, your lifestyle, your creative output, your work ethic based off of the people that you're with. So it is a big decision. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if it's a bad situation, it can spill into mm-hmm. all the other pockets of your life. I think Allison and I have both had situations where we've had a not so great roommate. And yeah, like you already said, it just really does affect your everyday well-being. So maybe this episode can clarify or make you think about whether it is a good idea to move in with your boyfriend. If you're doing it for the right reasons, making sure you're checking out all the red flags before you commit to anything. But do you want to give us a quick recap all of your living situations, kind of like the history leading up to where you are now living with Clay? Yes. So from zero, from age zero to, <laughs> um, oh my God. I was living in my mom's belly. <laughs> <laughs> it was really dark. There were no windows. Oh <laughs> Okay. So we lived in Kansas, had a few different homes there, moved to Nebraska, uh, had like five different houses in Nebraska, probably. So when people always talk about like, oh my God, this was my one childhood home that I had for my whole life. I'm always like, interesting. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't, we had one that was definitely the longest, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I have always been used to like bouncing around a lot. Then when I went off to college, I had one of those dorm style suites with three other roommates. So that was a lot. That was a big, like a smack in the face because growing up, even though we lived in so many different places, I pretty much always had my own bedroom because it's just me and my mm-hmm. sister. So we like always had a three bedroom house of some, uh, or me and my sister shared, but my sister's an angel. And then I moved into the sorority house for two years. The first portion of that, I had different roommates. And then thankfully the last year I had my own solo room, a one man by myself, which was amazing. That was the best of both worlds because I got to live with everyone and then lock my door when I didn't want to talk to anyone. And then Mm -hmm. I had an apartment by myself. And then my ex and I had a really dope modern big loft for two years, which was a really cool space. We always had a great, great experiences living together, but we broke up. He moved out. Then I had that place for myself for a while, which was pretty cool. Then I moved to Omaha, had my own place. And then I have where Clay and I live now. And then I guess some different travelings. Oh, the one I like have to know is when I was being a pub crawl leader in Croatia, literally me and the other pub crawl guy shared a closet. Like it had to be like seven, maybe seven foot by seven foot. And we both had a mat on the ground, like a yoga mat in our backpack. And we literally just like slept on our stuff every night together for a month. Oh my God. But it was a blast. (laughs) Okay, your turn. It was fun. Very, very fun. Um, When you said your freshman year with the four people, was that one room with four beds? It was two rooms, two people in each room, and then like a shared Mm -hmm. living room, kitchen, bathroom. Okay. What dorm was that? Which hall? Oh God. 
I don't know. It was at Lincoln. It was like the popular one. University suites, because all the athletes lived in university suites, like the football players. So I think we all just wanted to be cool and live there. And now I have that Uh on my student loans to this day. Was it worth it? Probably not. (laughs) University of Nebraska, just coming for your your money. Coming. God. Okay. I was just curious in case we had some listeners from University of Nebraska that could relate. But um. Okay. Yes. For me, I agree with bouncing around different houses. I was born in Texas that we lived in Atlanta and then Omaha. So we lived in Dallas and Houston. So we had a bunch of different houses, which I, I kind of like that I grew up not only being in one house because I feel like I'm not scared of moving anywhere now. And I feel like maybe we've talked about this on the podcast before, but wouldn't change that for anything because I just, I feel like it gets you acclimated with trying out different places and stuff. And yeah, but I shared a room with my sister growing up. Literally one day when we were living in Atlanta, I just decided to move into our guest bedroom. So I had a room for myself for like a year, but then we moved to Nebraska. Me and McKenna shared again and had my own room in middle school because my parents built like a little bedroom in our basement, which was so nice. So I got like the cool basement suite. Everyone else was upstairs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm so cool. Got my own room uh, and bathroom. So that was great. Then I went to college. Same thing, freshman year, shared a room with a random roommate who ended up being amazing. Jazzy Jazz, my random roommate from Texas the best. Sophomore year, again, shared a room, bunk beds, same thing. Um, And then junior year and senior year, I had my own rooms because I lived in the sorority house in a one man when I was on the exec board and then had my own house end of junior year and senior year with like my own top floor room, which was so cool. Um, But then yeah, after college, moved home for a minute, then lived in New York with two other roommates. There was three of us with one bathroom and a tiny apartment. Oh my God, that That was just... <laughs> Were you saying it was chaos? There. Yeah, it was chaotic. Yeah, that's one word for that. Yes. But that room, like that apartment was big compared to other people's apartments in New York that have like three or four roommates with one bathroom. So like for it being chaotic, it was a great space. I think it was just the fourth floor walk up for me that... uh <laughs> For me, it was the steps, (laughs) like one of the almost the max that you can have without getting sued because you don't have an elevator or something like that. It's probably because the two times I came to visit, I like had all of my luggage and I'm like, this, your stairwell was tiny. How do people even move in and out of there? I fell down it. (laughs) I shattered my phone falling down the stairs. It's fine. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. You just end up putting all your stuff on the curb and just getting rid of it. Honestly, (laughs) that's what it is. Like how much stuff did people get for free when I moved out? Absurd. Um, But yeah, so I lived there. And then after, during COVID, was home, was staying. This is okay. This is kind of how this, my living situation came to be. Once I left New York because I found out that the company I was working for, they closed their office forever. Like we're never going back. We're just a remote company. So then I was like, okay, well, I don't know where to live. So I was just staying at Connor's house, who at the time he was renting from his parents. So his parents have their house out in like way in the suburbs in Troy, Missouri. And then they have a house that they bought as a income investment property like in St. Louis. So he was living at that house during COVID. And I was just kind of staying there. It was a three bedroom. But then they decided to sell it because, you know, the market is so hot. They're like, oh, we want to sell this house that we, you know, renovated and bought to make sell. money on. Yeah. So to, <laughs> very to fair. Money on, like very fair. Um, why would they want to do that? No. <laughs> so then that was like when me and Connor were looking at houses and we put in one offer. We toured one house, put in one offer and then we got it. And that's when I had the mental breakdown of like, oh my God, wait, I'm actually moving with my boyfriend. What? This is 
not what I thought would happen. I thought we would just like never get the offer or get the house because the market's so hot. No one's getting any of their first choices. No one's getting anything they want. So like within a week, like we had talked about it for like a week or two. And then like by week three, we had a house. So wait, that is so crazy because usually people have like an apartment together and then maybe they have in a different apartment together. And then they talk mm-hmm. about buying a house for like years. You guys just ripped the bandaid and went for it. Yeah, because my, I was like, I was in between living in Omaha and St. Louis because my parents' house in Omaha kind of had all my stuff there. Once I moved out of New York, I just put all my stuff there. And then when my parents sold their house, I was like, okay, not that I'm homeless at all, but I'm like, I don't have like a home base because they were just doing the Airbnb thing running around. So that's when I was like, okay, I actually need to find somewhere to be. So I was like, I'll just stay in St. Louis. Like, I don't really want to live anywhere else. And yeah, that was like within a couple months that I permanently moved to St. Louis. And I guess that kind of goes into like our first point we want to talk about was like, what made you decide to move with your boyfriend? I'm not going to lie and say that it was like perfectly calculated or planned. Like it was definitely a very not last minute decision because we had been living together during the pandemic. So we'd been living together for like almost a year. But yeah, it was just kind of a last minute decision, but it ended up working out. Like I love living with Connor now. We have the best house. Like, I love our house. It's just perfect for what we need. It's literally two bedroom, one bathroom, like tiny little house in the best location. So I can't say that it was something that I thought about and planned for a long time. But I think since we've been dating for like almost six years, it just made sense. It's been a great living situation. Like, I've had bad roommates. Cannot complain. So that's what made me decide. Can't really say that it was like, I don't know, very thought out, but all is good. Yeah. What about you? Okay. Maybe it would be better if I thought back to when I moved in with my ex because that would have been like the first time I did that. I had my one bedroom studio. It was like this really dope downtown loft in Lincoln that I lived for by myself for a year. And so it was kind of at the time where I was deciding, okay, do I re-sign this lease here? Or my ex and I had only been dating, oh my God, for like four months. And so it was like too early for us to be moving in together quote unquote, but I felt like a whole nother year. I was like, that's just so far away. Like, I don't want to wait a whole nother year to move in with you. And we worked at the same place. So our finances were already like kind of shared anyway. And we just felt like it would make more sense if we did move in together. And because his, both of our leases were ending at the right time. And I don't know, we just decided, I don't even feel like we really had a conversation. We're just like, should we do it? And we're like, yeah, sure. And I think my parents had only met him like twice (laughs) and I don't know I just do random stuff all the time so they didn't even ask anything about it I afterwards reflecting on it in a more adult way I'm like oh yeah other people like get in trouble by their parents for moving in with a boyfriend and mine were like Mm -hmm. oh there goes Allison okay my dad's like helping me unload doesn't ask any questions I don't know And I don't regret it at all because think about friendships that you had. If you lived together and you were good friends, had a good time, and then maybe after you move out, you kind of like fade apart. Doesn't mean you regret living with them. So I feel like it's the same Mm -hmm. with a guy. Yeah, we just shared all of our finances pretty much, split like our bills down the middle. It was really cool because that unit had two bedrooms and two bathrooms, which was perfect Mm -hmm. because we slept in one room, but... The other room was like my office slash closet. And then I got my own bathroom. I think having two separate bathrooms 
is like that is kind of a must. If my with mine and Clay's next place, <laughs> I would love to go back to two bathrooms because we only have one and it's a pedestal sink with no counter underneath even. It is the mm-hmm. smallest bathroom because it's such an old house. There's like no one tiny little cabinet. Makes it so hard to get ready, which is why I like literally don't do it because I can't. There's not even a counter. There's one mirror that's like mm-hmm. an, a foot by a foot. But that made that experience really nice by having our separate spaces in there. And I don't know. It was the easiest breakup too. We, he just took his stuff. I took mine and he and he was so nice. He paid out the rest of the, like he moved out, but he still paid the rent until that place wow. expired. Yeah. And then, oh, I guess I lived somewhere else with a friend. Okay. So then after I moved out of there, I only needed a place for like three months and Oh my God, that was the shittiest apartment ever. It was disgusting because <laughs> it was more like a, it was a sublease, like of a sublease of a sublease. Never again. Thought I could like downgrade. I will forever probably be that person that spends a little more than I should on my housing situation because otherwise everything is just unwell. But so with Clay, I didn't even think about us not moving in together. Like when he graduated, I was like, oh, he'll for sure just be moving right in. And he did. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't even a conversation. It was just like, oh, obviously this is what's going to happen because if you're going to spend all that time together anyway, why pay for two separate places if someone's going to be staying the night all the time? I think in our situations, like we both knew our boyfriends for a very long time. Even if you and Clay hadn't been dating, you knew he wasn't crazy. Because I think Mm -hmm. like the red flag for moving in with a boyfriend for me is just like make sure they're not abusive or psychotic or narcissist. And I think you and me both had plenty of time because I had known Connor since 2015. He has been over to my house, met my parents. I met his parents. Like we've met each other's families for like five, six years before we moved in together. And especially for you, like knowing Clay throughout your childhood, you knew he wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that might be like maybe the first piece of advice I would give is just to make sure this person isn't abusive or manipulative because that is really like the only thing I could think of that is like really possibly scary about moving with a boyfriend. Would you agree? Yeah. And just like the money thing, like insurance, if the person doesn't have a good work ethic or doesn't have a good amount of savings or doesn't have someone else that they could rely on if things got bad, that would definitely be a red flag to me because like if both your names are on the lease, like you have to be able to make sure that if they, if you break up and they jump ship and something happens that you can then afford the place on your own. Mm. Because mm-hmm. how like my ex paid out the rest of the lease, that is probably like one in a million people would do that. Like that's so mm-hmm. nice. Most people would just be like, oh, good luck. Yeah. You know, and so and he, it, that was a very mature relationship too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Clay and I are our age, but in my past relationship, I was like 30. It's weird. I like, <laughs> yeah. I, I aged when down. you were 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm like young and fun again. I don't know. Um, no, I was young and fun. I don't know what I'm saying. I just, <laughs> I had a good job, so I felt like I did a lot of adult things. But mm-hmm. yeah, the finances part is just so huge because I I think people think that you're, everything is just going to be split evenly and it's fine. But there are so many imbalances like, okay, well, I keep buying the toilet paper. Yeah, but I'm paying mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi bill. Yeah, but I'm paying OPPD, but I'm paying this. Like, it's common that I think each person always thinks they're the one spending more money. It's very mm-hmm. easy to forget what someone else is spending their money on to contribute, but you're only aware of what you're spending money on. So yeah. my advice, Clay and I have a joint checking for those bills. So oh, yeah, we anything that goes to like the house such as toilet paper, paper towels, trash bags, whatever, we each just contribute a certain amount of money to the joint checking. Yeah. So it's just always fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. I think with that, yeah, just making sure the person you're moving in with is comfortable talking about money. 
If you guys don't know each other's salaries, maybe don't move in together. <laughs> like if you don't even know what this person makes, maybe that's a red flag. Would 100% agree. Know. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're going to go sign the paperwork and they're being weird about how much money they make, like if they're not comfortable sharing that with you, you should not sign a lease together. <laughs> Yeah. And maybe there are situations where maybe it's not 50-50. Like maybe if you make a lot more than this person, maybe you pay the rent with percentages of like what you could afford. I've seen that Mm -hmm. a lot in New York, especially with maybe if the partner, one of the partners works on Wall Street, but the other is an ad agency person. Like maybe the Wall Street broker pays a little bit more. You can do it a bunch of different ways. But yeah, definitely have to be comfortable talking about money because that will get awkward if you both can't be responsible for those finances because that is a huge part of living with someone. You saying the split thing made me think of something else too. Let's say you and your partner were looking uh, for a place and you had a set budget in mind. If one person did make more and they were like, yeah, but I would love to have like, say the extra bedroom or I want the amenities of the workout facility and whatever, and it's over. I feel like it's fair to be like, that's fine. We can do that. But I'm only say I'm not going above 500. So if we want a place that's 1250 a month, you and you're willing to pay 750 for your share, then have at it because <laughs> yeah. it, it could be, you know, common that one person wants more out of a place that's more expensive. And the other person's just like, I just don't care about that aspect. I don't care about the parking mm-hmm. spot or the in-unit washer and dryer or whatever. Yeah. I think we've said this before, I think on the finance episode with Brady, but just like a random thing that I've always learned as a rule is to only spend 30% of what you make on rent or less, obviously. So keep that in mind if you're shopping around thinking about moving in with someone. Should we go into what we didn't expect? Yeah. What didn't you expect? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what did we not expect uh, from Vivian with our boyfriends? I think overall... I've had a really good experience. I really do enjoy living with Connor. I think dating college and having a lot of sleepovers or like, you know, getting to spend time together there prepped us pretty well. So I knew what I was getting into. Maybe one thing that you don't expect is like that you will be spending so much time together that you have to make sure that you actively are getting out of the house and spending time with your friends. Because I think in college, one of the hardest things about leaving college, and I think one of the biggest realizations people have is that you're no longer with your friends 24-7. Like I lived with eight, Mm -hmm. there were eight of us at my junior and senior house. And then obviously in a sorority house, there's like 90 of us. You had a friend with you at all times. There was really no effort to be friends with someone because you're making dinner together. You're watching movies together. Like so much fun. And I think one of the biggest shifts out of college is that you have to actually make an effort to hang out with these people. So when you move with a boyfriend and you're not even with those out of college roommates, it's even extra hard. So that's maybe something that you don't expect. It's like making sure that you're getting coffee dates with your friends, going out to dinner, having them over to cook because you'll spend a ton of time with your partner and it could get isolating or lonely at times. I think you made a good point there about having guests over. I think that is another boundary that should probably be communicated is just each person's comfort level with having guests over. Like, oh yeah, my girlfriend's going to be in town and she's going to stay the night for four days. Like, is that going to make your boyfriend uncomfortable? Like if you have to work and then they're just alone hanging out, like just, (laughs) you know, making sure that your partner is okay and you're okay with both sides of that and how much time you can have guests over or if your family's in town, are they okay to stay or should they get a hotel? Yeah, I feel like that definitely needs to be communicated because... 
I think a weekend is always like a good rule of thumb. Like someone can come for a weekend, four days maybe, but I don't know. Definitely communicate with that person because you don't want to overextend a welcome to someone when it's only 50% your place at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have to be considerate of that other person, even if they are friends, that's their space too. They have a daily routine, going to work, coming home and stuff. So it is hard hosting people. So I, I like that point that you should definitely be considerate of having guests over and the mess that guests make mm -hmm. and the food that they up. eat, mm -hmm. like washing their laundry, like the bed yeah. linens and stuff. Yeah. Having guests over is yeah. like a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're a proper host. People. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that you also just made me think of is pets. I think that should be, definitely be discussed before moving in. If one, if one of you has a pet, how that's going to work. And if you have the pet, you know, you're paying the pet fees to move in. Sometimes there's like a monthly pet rent, whatever, yeah. all that stuff. And two, if you do get a pet together and you were to break up, whose pet is it more? Because like with my wow. ex, like we broke up, we got a dog together and it was just like, yeah, it's Allison's dog. Like there was no discussion, but it could have been, you know, really heartbreaking if we both felt like it was equally our pet. Wow. So true. And I, this has been a big learning curve for me. I won't go too into it. We've touched on it in other episodes, how mine and Clay's like big budding head breaking point was basically like his dog. And before we moved in together, I just have always had like a very calm, clean space. I'm allergic to dogs. I need my home to be like my sanctuary. I like to, like, if I want to go be like loud and have fun elsewhere, I like do that outside of my home. But after a mm -hmm. long day of working or like talking to humans and doing stuff, when I come home, I need it to be like zen to the max and moving in with a guy that was actually a kind of a transition to us at first because clay being like a football player in college his living situation in college yeah he lived with eight guys so when they came home from practice they're being so rambunctious they're like wrestling in the living <laughs> yeah. room they all had huge like dogs and rolling around on the ground with the dogs they're like leaving pizza boxes everywhere they're gaming or listening to game or shows at max volume you know i think every boyfriend listens to the volume much louder than necessary i don't know what it is with men's ears <laughs> yeah. but i'm like hello it's so loud aren't you like it does not hurt so that was definitely a learning curve with Clay and I of he was like, well, I like to like be loud at home and like have fun. And I was like, well, I, I, I don't. So we had to meet in the middle there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he, he had a dog and that was a huge discussion for us. I was like, I, I will, I'm not going to live with the dog. So we can just have separate places forever or we can, I don't know, you can find somewhere else, but I can't live with that dog. And he was a, a non-hypoallergenic dog, right? Yes, yes. And yeah, it was really hard. I think we have both shed so many tears over it because it, it is a huge deal. And the pets are a decision that you make before you start dating someone sometimes. Like, it's kind of like a kid. Like, you had that kid before you met that partner or you had that pet. And mm -hmm. why is that person automatically responsible for something that they had no part in making that decision? And now just suddenly it's like thrown on them and they're expected to to unconditionally be like a perfect, perfectly welcoming to that. But after many, many months of trial and error and having his parents watch him and trying different things and trying to have boundaries in our home about it, I am so, so happy to announce 
that Clay's parents have decided to take Clay's dog indefinitely, forever. And it was a lot of long conversations between Clay and I, Clay and I's parents, and just feeling the burden of them watching it. They are obsessed with dogs. They love, 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 love dogs. And I just, I like dogs, but I don't like what dogs threaten. I like, I like a clean home. I like the freedom to travel. I like it quiet. And I don't like being allergic to something that's living with me. And yeah, I so literally this last week, the reason I'm like in a good mood today and I went to all those yoga classes and why I'm not freaking out and haven't cried this week is because my home life has been so good the last week. I think it's been, yeah, like 10 days since they took him. And Clay goes over there like once or twice a week for family dinner anyway. And yeah, Clay was really, really, really good about that decision. And he even realized that that was like something that needed to happen for him too, because the dog was a rescue. Like he basically ended up with the dog because someone was like about to like literally leave him on the side of the road. Like Clay didn't go out of his way to get the dog. And I was like, you know, we've already given him an amazing life. Now your parents can give him an amazing life. But if that rolled out differently, like that is something that could have broke up our relationship. Mm-hmm. And that same could go for other people with their pets or kids. Like they are, those are huge decision points that both people got to be on the same page. And I wish that I had just stood my ground more before we moved in because I I did say like what my stance on it was, but I think it fell a little bit on deaf ears (laughs) and communicating, you know, whatever that may be for you in your living situation, whether that's someone's alarm going off four times in the morning and that like driving you crazy, whether that's having guests over, whether that's the Xbox being super loud, whether that's leaving dishes everywhere, just whatever your, um, what do you call not ultimatums, deal breakers are, being really firm on those before you move in. So that way when the person is like, upset about them. You're like, I did, I did tell you, I did communicate this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially with pets and yeah. Animals that people love and adore. And if you're not on board, maybe that is a reason to maybe not move in with that person yet. Maybe you should wait a year or two and just maybe things and situations do change. And that's good because Clay's parents live, what, 20 minutes from your guys? Yes, in town. And yeah. they have a They're they have town. a yard. They have two other dogs. They have a massive wow. house. He And what really made the decision is like two weeks ago, we took him over there because we were just like stopping by for brunch. And he was, the dog was elated. Like as we're pulling up, he was so excited. And Clay and I were like, we've literally never seen him so happy. Like he just has such a good life over there. He has his friends. He has a yard. He gets to run around. He gets mm-hmm. table scraps. Like he gets to be a dog. And in our tiny little second floor apartment with no yard. Like, I mean, Clay walks downtown. Yeah. Downtown. There's no grass. It's wood floors. Like at their house, they have carpet and he like rolls around all over it and plays with the other dogs. Like, and this is a big dog. I don't think you've said that yet. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like, I don't know if we've said how big this dog is. I think he's 70 pounds in our tiny little place. Yeah. And so ultimately we were like, this is just, we're not letting him like be a dog. Like he just wants to be an animal. And we're like trying to make him be like a third human that like follows the rules and you can't just run outside when he wants to. But wow. anyway, yeah. So going, looping that back, it's much easier to say, train someone to not leave dishes in the sink or train someone to like follow a cleaning list or whatever. But kids and pets are living, breathing things. It's a little different. Yeah. I'm glad that, well, first <laughs> off, thanks for sharing that. I know that was a big problem in your life or like a big, I don't know, I don't want to say like issue or problem, but like it was just a really big challenge for your living situation. So I think you being vulnerable and sharing that because I'm sure some people are not going to understand. No, they won't. That you're allergic to dogs. And like, I mean, I love dogs. Like I could live with 20 dogs and like they could just like run around. <laughs> Allison's like going to throw up. <laughs> they could just like lay in my bed all day. But like I, 
am not here to say like what is right or wrong. You know what I mean? Like I'm not here judging you for having an allergy to a pet and then having to live with it. Like that sounds miserable. So for anyone to judge you for that situation or because I know some people have given you a hard time for that is completely wrong. And I don't know. I think we all need to be a little empathetic of what other people have to deal with. So totally. Yeah. I think that what made it sad was everyone was only sad for the dog. And I was like, dude, guys, I'm sad to have cried over it so many times. But I was like, my mental health is deteriorating. Like I cried almost every single day of the last year and a half because of this situation. And prior to this, I maybe cried like once a year. And Clay and I were actually reflecting on it the other night too. We were like, whoa, before this, I was like, did you ever see me cry? And he was like, not once. And I was like, yeah, I always touted myself as being like, yeah, I'm someone who doesn't cry. And then I've cried every day. And there's more layers to it that you guys don't even know that are a whole thing. But the point is, it can be really tough moving in with someone. And if you aren't navigating it super well, I feel you. Yeah, we're not perfect. (laughs) Obviously, we both have things that we've had to work through. And I guess that's kind of like how you already said, kind of like a life lesson. Like maybe think about what you do need to stand your ground on and maybe not moving in or waiting a year is the right decision or finding a good solution, a good workaround, what you can actually do. Because another story that I will not even get into is one of my college roommates got a dog. Luckily, like with two months of the year ending and it was just almost ended the friendship. Like that's how bad this dog was. So pets do make or break living situations and it completely feeds into how we already said your well-being. So if you're going to get anything out of this episode, maybe just make sure you're all good on the pets and and all that situation. (laughs) I think really quick, we could go into maybe some funny stories, some final advice and wrap up. Perfect. I think the one funny story I wrote down that probably everyone has to think about before you move into a boyfriend was pooping. Like when do you poop when you have a boyfriend? That's so awkward. And I wrote down, um, luckily our bathroom, our one bathroom is upstairs. So I can usually like sneak off because I saw a TikTok that was like, I just got married. When do you poop? This is so weird. (laughs) So I had to put that in here because that was really funny. Maybe I'm a psycho, but I'm like on the other end. Clay and I'll be like pooping with the door open and he's like out there and we're like having a conversation. Oh, that's my how gosh. it was with my ex that's too. So I don't know. I could maybe be more private about some things in my life, but <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. Honestly, whatever your relationship can handle, that's yeah. great. I don't know if I have any like funny stories because seriously, I have been crying for a year and a half over this situation, and I feel like the last week, the elephant that was stomping on my back in life has just like raised his foot, and I feel like I can breathe for the first time since February 2020, and I don't even know what to think. I'm like, whoa, I'm a free bird. I can like, because it wasn't just a living situation. It was like the burden of the topic, and it always, you know, weighing on both of us. So I, hopefully, a year from now, we'll have some funny stories, (laughs) there hasn't been a lot of laughs. Yeah. Sadly. There's been a lot of sweet moments. Sweet, yes. And the okay, I don't want this to come off like Clay is. Clay is an angel of a roommate. He is like the cleanest man. He's so good. He's so quiet. If he like gets up before me, he's so tidy. He keeps things clean. He's so respectful of my time and space. So I don't want it to reflect that Clay was not a good roommate. Clay's been an amazing roommate, thankfully. Yeah. No, it's great. I think some other random things that I wrote down was things that I had to get used to. Kind of funny. Um, All the beard hairs in the sink. Do you relate to this one? Yes. But again, he's so tidy. So 
Samantha's is just Connor. <laughs> um, even when Connor like cleans up, I'm like, what the heck? I need to order you like something. Because I've seen you can like put like a little table over your sink. Because we also have a pedestal sink with no counter space. So I feel that on the bathrooms just being so tiny and old. Our house is like 100 years old, over 100 years old. So I think I agree with that, that you said like there's more sweet moments. I think moving in with Connor, I didn't expect to spend so much time with Margot, our German sh- or his German shepherd. So I love waking up and having her cuddle and getting to cuddle on the couch, watch movies. Like those are like the awesome things that I wouldn't get if I didn't live with Connor and Margot. So those are the sweet moments that I really love and are definitely reasons that I love living with my boyfriend. Any other sweet moments you want to share? Yeah, like morning coffee or you like to make breakfast mm-hmm. on like Sunday morning or just when he comes home and is like so loving and just like comes and gives me a hug. I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I needed that. Yeah. Having someone that can comfort you on like a different level other than friendships or regular friend roommates is really nice. Ooh, I do have so. one good talking point and then we'll wrap up because we're at an hour. Uh, the difference between moving into someone else's place and getting a place together. I would be very wary mm-hmm. of moving into someone else's place because they have already set up their boundaries of what's theirs. And then they kind of like all of the furniture is theirs. Everything in the kitchen is theirs. It's all theirs. And you're just kind of like interjecting into that. It could get sticky Mm -hmm. I found that in the past that that doesn't work as well. But when you move into a a neutral new space together, that is both like 50% yours and you've never had any like previous memories there or whatever, you can start from a blank slate and then you can decorate it together. You can arrange it how you want together. You can buy, you know, the couch together or it just makes it feel more shared rather than you're overstepping onto someone's life. That is such a great point. And I hadn't thought about that. Because I had only had the situation where for most of my living situations and for moving with Connor, we moved into the new space together. That's such a good point because they already have their habits. They already are always throwing their laundry either in a hamper or on the floor, like that floor, Mm -hmm. that corner of the room. They're already in that habit of doing what they do. So if you're not 100% in agreement with what that person does at their apartment or house when you're spending the night or visiting then like you can't move in there because like that is what what you see is what you get in those situations for sure green and I think giving the person space to grow up like we're all still so young and every new situation like it's the first time you've done it so it's gonna take time for people to get used to beard hairs or a morning alarm or the way they leave this mug here all the time or the way they clean Clay will always say there's like a lot of ways to like, I don't, I don't know what phrase he uses, but like he, you know, he might vacuum this way or make the bed this way or clean the bathroom this way. And it might not be how I do it, but it's still getting done Mm because I'm definitely someone that's like, this is how we're going to do it. And he's like, no, I'm going to do it this way. And the result is going (laughs) to be the same, but my method might be a little different and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something to learn when you move in with someone is being okay with how they do their things. I love that. And just being patient, communicating. I feel like every problem with living situations always stems from a communication error or either lack of communication or actually, I feel like it's always Mm -hmm. lack of communication. So make sure you have your communication styles worked out. Understand how that person likes to communicate. When's the best time to talk to them? Over communicate. 
that's something you just like learn. I feel like in your 20s and once you get a real job or own a business is just that you have to over communicate with everyone at all times. And that was something I had to learn, especially living with a boyfriend, making sure I told him like what my expectations were with the chores or with making the bed, all that stuff and over communicating when I'm going to be traveling so that he can understand like when Margot needs to go out or if someone needs to watch her during the day, if he's going to be gone and stuff. So I think all in all, that is my biggest piece of advice is just and over communicate if you want to live it together. Like maybe you are being maybe one partner is saying that they want to move in together, but you just need to be upfront whether that is something you want to do or not. I literally always thought that I would never move with a boyfriend until I got married. And I had always said that to Connor, but then I don't know, things change, things happen and end up working out really well. So I don't know. That's my piece of advice. Just make sure you're on the same page at all times. Well said. I think we're good to wrap up. Okay, awesome. Well, with that, we hope you and your partner figure out if you want to live together or not. Either way, I'm sure it'll all work out. Yes, sending you good wishes. We will catch you guys next week, I guess. Hope we'll have full bellies. Full bellies. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Hope you guys all had a great day. Celebrate with your family. And yeah, that was another episode of Already Friends. Thank you guys so much for listening, liking, subscribing, resharing on Instagram stories. We just wanted to give you a final nudge. December 31st, the end of 2021 is coming up and we have that AirPod Pro giveaway going on. Now's your chance. So to be entered, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and screenshot that you did that. Send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. We'll write you down to be entered. If you want, you can also share the podcast to your Instagram story and tag us. Leave a nice comment about what you like. Clock is ticking. The year's almost done. Get entered. AirPod Pros could be coming your way. Thanks, guys. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.